boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You're listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland, and Mariah is not joining us today. Sadly, she is back in the U.S. permanently. So we have Stephanie back from Dynamic English. Thanks, Stephanie, for coming on again. My pleasure. What is up, everyone? So, me and Stephanie today will be talking about Pride Month. Stephanie, you've been here about a year? Uh, yeah, this is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah? What was your first perception, before you arrived in Chile, of the culture around Pride? First of all, I just got that Madonna song in my head. Uh, (laughs) Celebrate? Do you guys know that song? Yeah, very popular. Yeah, (laughs) she's a great figure to represent Pride. Okay, honestly, my perception before I came here... I was checking out Chile. One of the things that stuck out the most was I remember seeing La Moneda lit up uh, in the pride colors. I was like, wow, cool. I can't believe this. A country that embraces this. How awesome. So that was my perception. So you came here thinking, no problem. You know, the rights are the same. You'll have this thriving culture. It'll be great. Uh, I'm not sure (laughs) that I necessarily thought that, but I thought it was something more positive than... I and many people experience in the U.S. Like, I can't really imagine the White House being lit up in rainbow colors. In fact, like, one of the things happening right now is that the U.S. banned the pride flag from being displayed with the American flag at U.S. embassies. And that, that was pretty embarrassing. So when I saw this, I was hopeful and I was happy. And that combined with, like, environmental things that were happening here was a nice thing to see. Yeah, I think I actually had the opposite. I felt from doing some of the research, I'm also a journalist by trade. So I was looking at some of the laws before I came here, thinking of story ideas. And I saw that gay marriage is not legal here Mm -hmm. and that there aren't really a lot of rights for that community. And so I thought, you know, it might be difficult to be gay here. And then I came here in Santiago and I felt like the community was very accepting. I feel like there's a huge community and it seems that it's thriving here, which I was surprised, but I don't think, like most cities in the US, I think what exists in Santiago does not exist for the whole country. I think if you go south, Uh, if you go in the north, you're not gonna get as accepting of a community as you do in this kind of bubble of Santiago. Yeah, I I think that's definitely true. I mean. I can't say I firsthand experienced that from traveling in Chile, but I always edge on the side of caution when it comes to like PDA and things like that. What you were saying about the laws is something that does stand out to me and concern me about being here because were the rainbow lights a facade? Is that just for display for the world? The laws reflect what the people want, right? Because when you're in a democracy, you vote for that person and that person is supposed to be voting for you, right? So when you have a country that doesn't have equal rights for a certain type of community, the assumption would be that the people want that, right? So it makes sense to be a little cautious when you're like, oh, there's 
these, you know, pride lights, but we don't have equal rights for this community. So what is kind of the perception? I think what's interesting is it's almost the opposite effect in the U.S. because I think when I talk to a lot of my students, they say, oh, gay marriage is legal. It's federally legal in the U.S. You can get married in all 50 states. And so they think that that community is equal, right? Everything's fine. You know, it's a very uh, Mm -hmm. embraced community. And I would say no. I think it depends completely where you live. I'm from the Northeast. I, we were in Massachusetts actually the first state to pass gay marriage mm-hmm. and I think that it's been very accepting there but if you go down south mm-hmm. I think you're gonna have you might have some issues so just because the federal law gay marriage is equal doesn't mean that everyone is very accepting I totally agree so in many ways here I, I do feel more comfortable because there's like a humility that is not like one of the things about the U.S. is, yes, you can represent yourself pretty much any way that you want. But that being said, you're out there for attack on every front and assumptions are constantly being made. Yeah, those laws exist, but just what you said, from a lot of my experience in the South, it's like those laws exist, but we don't talk about them. And on the day-to-day basis, especially with family interactions, it's probably just better for you to stay silent. So the silent power of discrimination is something very tricky to try to navigate. The U.S. is huge. It's so diverse. So I think it would be wrong to say that everyone's accepting Mm -hmm. of that community. That's just wrong. I think it depends on the geography where you are. But I definitely think compared to you know, countries where you could be killed. Ah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, U.S. is definitely in a much better place with some of the laws and the treatment. I mean, there are countries where literally it's a capital Crime. punishment. Yeah, totally. Or you just have people who are so passionately against it that you would literally be physically harmed. Right. In Santiago, obviously, there might be, like you said, some discrimination or anything, but do you feel like you've ever felt unsafe? I think this goes into a broader subject of gender expression and what the experience is for a female or a male or someone who is in between. For example, a lot of my female counterparts have experienced like catcalling and things of this nature and that's only happened to me a couple of times, but I definitely like ride the androgyny line. So on that note, that is where I sometimes feel uncomfortable. I feel like while this community is very accepting and progressive in certain ways, it is also very conservative and women and men have very defined roles. So when I'm out and I feel like I look like something in between, I've experienced vibes that feel hostile and Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to get back uh, to the safe area. I completely agree with, with what you said. I think in the US we have a lot of work to do when it comes to women's rights but I think here even more so I mean like you said the roles of of what a man should be doing and what a woman is so defined here and when Mm -hmm. you cross those you will get judged you see it so often obviously in the workplace you're seeing it right now in the women's world cup absolutely to play soccer here in Chile as a woman is looked down upon because that's a male sport Mm-hmm. The men play soccer, the women cook, right? They clean, they have their own stuff, they knit, right? right. They're not supposed to be on the mm-hmm. field getting hurt, getting dirty. So you see it right now as these women are, are playing in the World Cup that they're not living in their defined gender role. Right. 
And that awesomeness makes people really uncomfortable. I love that the Me Too movement, this whole like age of women in the U.S. has been... It's like blasting off. Exactly. I love that it's transcend borders. Like you, yeah. you have seen it and experienced it here in Chile with the Women's March. Mm-hmm. I mean, historic records of people came out and are really fighting for their rights. And you wouldn't have seen that a few years ago. No. So you're really seeing this movement spread everywhere. And it's really just absolutely amazing. I think things are changing. I think it's going to take time, obviously, to change culture. But I love that it's happening. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> like all the women running for president in the U.S. right now. So that election is going to be an exciting time for sure. The biggest thing I noticed when I came here was being objectified. Ah. I think in the U.S., obviously, catcalling, you know, by construction workers, it happens. But here, it happens almost every day. It's Mm -hmm. something a little more accepted in the culture that if you're a woman and you're on the street and you're wearing a certain outfit or you're, you know, walking a certain way, you're going to be looked at, you're going to be talked to, you're going to be approached and given extra attention. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that has put me off when I first came here as I was like whoa I just want to be left alone yeah (laughs) do you think you've adapted to it now or you're just like ah okay yes now moving on (laughs) I think unfortunately changing culture is so hard I think you just you have to Mm -hmm. get used to it I don't think it's become a problem I mean I've never been like really harassed it's just kind of like oh okay uh, gracias ciao but Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that happens more frequently here Mm -hmm. than in the U.S. and it's funny my boyfriend will get upset because the concierge at our building they always say hi to me they give me like (laughs) extra extra smiles and waves and my boyfriend gets mad he's like oh they never wave to me they never say hi and I was like you know why they're doing this and I was like and I don't like it I don't want them to give me extra attention I want to walk into my building and just say hola and just leave so it's funny as the guy he's like offended And I'm like, you can have this extra attention. I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm always thinking about the fact that women are encouraged and allowed to go first here, like getting off the micro or in line or something like that, because this is a very traditional type of behavior Mm -hmm. that in the U.S. you don't see as much because this thing of like, I can open my own door. I can do this myself. But I really like it. I don't know what it means overall, like, what is the larger statement being made by it except I know how I like to see it which is well men you get to go first all the time so it's really nice for someone to let me just walk out because of the supercharged women's movement in the US there is kind of that I can open my own door I don't need you to let me go first kind of mentality but I agree I mean I think I take it as a nice gesture. I Obviously, he knows I can open my own door, and I can and willingly will, but it's just an, I just think it's a nice gesture. Sometimes, too often, it becomes overanalyzed, where mm-hmm. it's, it's, what's fight for women's rights? I completely agree, but opening a door, I don't think is, is he knows we're capable. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Actually, there's always this funny experience when I have a couple different groups of classes at the same location, but we have to like walk around some nooks and crannies to get to the classroom. And I'm familiar with you let the person leading you go first because I have no idea where I'm going. So 
there's always this little battle where like walking side by side with confused faces because the students are male and they're like, what? You, you need to go be going first. And I'm like, ah, but you're taking me somewhere. You should go first. So it's a funny little experience in transit that actually allows us to have fun <laughs> and start up the conversation. I have had that same experience where it's like, <laughs> I know you're trying to be nice, but I have no idea where I'm going. Right. Yeah. So today we talked about some heavy stuff, obviously, when it comes to equal rights for all different communities. There's a lot of work to be done, whether we're in the U.S., Chile, or anywhere else in the world. But the best part is to keep talking about it and fighting for equality. Absolutely. (laughs) But Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us again. It was really a pleasure to have you on the show. You're welcome. Happy to be here. And as you know, students or anyone else who's listening, if you get lost, there will be a transcription on the website as well as a vocabulary guide. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.